Happy Mother's Day to all the women who birthed a child from their womb and also to those who have nurtured and stood in the gap and mothered from their heart. As we continue to do things differently, I chose to pre-record this message and release it earlier than our regularly scheduled service so that everyone could listen to it at their preferred time. I'm not going to keep you long today because I truly want you to enjoy your mothers and honor them and be honored and enjoy some genuine quality time. Let us pray as we prepare our hearts for the word. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, we come before you asking you to open up our hearts, open up our ears, our minds to receive your word. Let your word resonate in our spirits and let our spirits challenge us to change, challenge us to shift and become more aligned with your word and your purpose for our lives. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm not going to take anything away from men and the incredible fathers that we have out there, but it takes an incredible woman to wear the badge of motherhood. God's perfect design for family involves unconditional love, a man and a woman. But as humans, we are flawed. We don't always follow God's plan and we are incapable of perfection. I've heard people say when it comes to parenting, you just do the best you can because babies don't come with manuals. The definition of a manual is a book of instructions meant to guide one through the setup and operation of a specific item or procedure. A manual is designed to be helpful as it shares with one the mind of the creator so that one can better understand the full purpose and features as it was designed. In a manual, there's usually a troubleshooting section and frequently asked section to assist with any malfunctions or mistakes made in programming or in the usage of an item. Today, our cell phones are like many computers in the palm of our hands and we have streaming media devices attached to our high definition televisions at home. And most of us, although we purchase these items for the features advertised, we never actually engage in all of the benefits that they offer because we never take the time to read the manual. We just set it up, connect the power, and we would rather fumble around and learn of the features as we go through trial and error. And I don't know about you. Some of you may have done everything by the book. That's not my story. Like some of you, I knew the manual was available. I knew the manual was accessible, but I chose to fumble my way through and learn the true benefits and features that were allotted to me as a child of God through trial and error. So I say to all of those who say children don't come with a manual, the manual has always been accessible to parents before the child came. The problem is we connect the power and then we choose to wing it. And the sections of the manual that we do choose to read we oftentimes fail to apply. 
Have any of you, like me, ever bought something that needs to be assembled and when you take it out of the box, you look at the picture, you open the manual and you scan through the pictures and you may read a few of the highlights detailed in the manual and you go ahead and you put it together and it looks fine. But then you realize you have extra screws left over. But that shelf looks sturdy. It definitely can hold the books that you intended for it. But it was not put together as the manufacturer designed it. On yesterday, I released a pre-Mother's Day tribute and I talked about the love of a mother and ended with a musical tribute acknowledging the impact of a mother's love. I want to move from the love of a mother and talk to you today about the character of a mother as outlined in the manual, the Bible, the book that outlines the mind of our creator. You know, it's never too late to go back and pick up that manual to learn about the benefits and the features in operating and using the item. And it's definitely never too late to go back and read. As a matter of fact, study God's manual because it provides us with links and upgrades, directions how to get those upgrades. Like everything else in this world, today we tend to get sidetracked regarding what is deemed as good, what is deemed as appropriate, what is deemed as even loving. Some parents are considered good because of the things their children have access to. It is now deemed appropriate and not considered a big deal to allow children to engage in adult conversations, to use adult words, and to exalt adult attitudes. And a parent's love is often validated simply by the number of posts they include their children in on social media. To be a good mother, a godly mother, takes a certain level of maturity and requires the mindset of a real woman. In Proverbs 31, it speaks of a virtuous woman. The word virtuous is not restricted to the characteristic components of a woman as a lover or a wife. As a matter of fact, the definition of virtuous is not confined to the character of a woman. Virtuousness is a characteristic which aligns with God's design for man as a species. The definition of virtuous is having and showing high moral standards, ethical, righteous-minded, respectable, honest, honorable, trustworthy, and praiseworthy. Now in Proverbs 31, the scripture speaks specifically about a virtuous woman. And beings, though, in order to be a mother, you have to first be a woman, meaning the one of the man species that has a womb. I know today's world is trying to introduce some other avenues and options, but we're going to stick with the manual released by the creator of man. I would like to read to you the message translation of Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has a reason to regret it. 
Never spiteful, she treats him generously all her life long. She shops around for the best yarn and cottons and enjoys knitting and sewing. She's like a trading ship that sails to faraway places and brings back exotic surprises. She's up before dawn, preparing breakfast for her family and organizing her day. She looks over a field and buys it. Then with the money, she puts it aside and plants a garden. First thing in the morning, she dresses for work, rolls up her sleeve, eager to get started. She senses the worth of her work and it is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. She's skilled in the crafts of home and hearth, diligent in homemaking. She's quick to assist anyone in need, reaches out to the poor. She doesn't worry about her family when it snows, as their winter clothes are all mended and ready to wear. She makes her own clothing and dresses in colorful linens and silk. Her husband is greatly respected when he deliberates with the city fathers. She designs gowns and sells them, brings the sweaters she knits to the dress shops. Her clothes are well-made and elegant and she always faces tomorrow with a smile. When she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say and she says it kindly. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you've outclassed them all. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. Adorn her life with praise. As I read that scripture, some of you I know likely cringed as the the virtuous woman is described as being what some would deem as only a homemaker or a doting wife. But if you dissect that scripture, a virtuous woman is a businesswoman. A virtuous woman is a designer. A virtuous woman uses her talents to bless those in and outside of her household. A virtuous woman has some awesome management skills as she manages not just the task of her household, but those in her household and she keeps them busy and she keeps them pursuing purpose. A virtuous woman in all of who she is with all of what she does and as resourceful as she is, she never forgets her priority is her children and her family. Some read those scriptures and believe it strips women of all their independence. I preached a sermon last year of how independence is just an illusion, a word never even mentioned in the Bible. You nor I, male nor female, human or animal, plant or soil, were created to be independent. Everything God created was designed to depend on something else for its existence and in order for its purpose to be realized. 
There are certain things beyond tasks and chores, which men and children will always look to the woman, to the mom for. We as part of God's creation were created to depend on and be depended on. The scripture outlining the virtuous woman is simply conveying the message of the level of concern, the level of engagement and the mindset of a good woman. One who is concerned about every aspect of her household, her children and her husband. And ladies, breathe, calm down, have no fear. There's a list for fathers and husbands and men. And I will be enlightening them in regards to their fair share and obligations on Father's Day. Is that okay with y'all? Now, every woman who professes to believe in God, to be a servant of God, with a desire to serve God, when reading Proverbs 31, should walk away vowing to commit to 10 basic principles. The first principle is the principle of maintaining godliness. The principle of maintaining faith. A good woman, a good mother, loves God with all of her heart. First and foremost, she seeks to follow God's will for her life. The second principle is that a godly woman respects her husband and or the father of her children. People want to say that the Bible is not relevant to today's time, and oh, it is very relevant. And the instructions in the manual needs no upgrade. We're the ones that need to upgrade. When we decide to engage in activities that the manual reserve for marriage and produce fruit children, like it or not, we have created a family bond between the father and the child. Just because we chose not to follow the directions of the manual, the operating instructions still need to be followed. The operating instructions have not changed. Mothers, respect your children's father. Not necessarily because he is worthy of respect, but because you are called to walk respectfully and because you love your children who are the fruit produced from an encounter with their father. Regardless of what may have transpired after inception, let me be specific here. Don't degrade your children's father to them and don't disrespect him in front of them. I wanna shed some light here. A single woman who loves God is the bride of Christ. And any disrespect of the father of her children disrespects her heavenly husband as well. Have you ever noticed that people who are in good, solid relationships are less likely to disrespect those from former relationships? Well, if you as a woman, as a mother, are in a good relationship with God, you should be less likely to disrespect those you may have taken wrong turns with in the past. Let's move on to principle number three, which is more of a revelation than a principle. How a woman's children speak about her says a lot. 
Even children who are disciplined by their mother will declare the knowledge of their mother's love. A virtuous woman teaches her children the ways of God. She nurtures her children with the love of Christ. She disciplines them with care and wisdom and trains them in a way that they should go. And although a child does not like to be disciplined, when it is done with love, that child will cling to their mother. That child will trust their mother. That child will speak well of their mother. Another principled indication of a woman who is mentally mature and a good mother is she takes care of her own physical and mental and spiritual health. A virtuous woman cares for her body and she takes time to prepare healthy food for her family. In the African-American culture, our undying love of soul food is rooted in the love that went in to the preparation of the food, which is why you have people running around from restaurant to restaurant trying to find soul food that mimics their grandmothers, that mimics their mothers. And if truth be told, regardless of how good the taste is, it will never completely satisfy you like your grandmothers or like your mothers because it was prepared for profit, absent of a love for those of whom it was prepared for. A real mother, a virtuous woman, basks in service. She serves others with love and kindness. A true mother will mother anyone's child. Do you all remember Denzel Washington's movie, Fences? Yeah, I know that character kind of got up under some of your skin and I'm not gonna lie, it got up under mine as well. In the movie, he got the mistress pregnant and she died. And his wife raised that child long after he also died. As challenging as it can be, again, a real mother only sees the need and the well-being of a child. Because a real mother understands every child is an empty vessel. A real mother understands every child is full of purpose. A real mother understands no child dictates how they entered this world. A good and godly woman is a wise steward of the gifts God has given her. A good and godly woman spends wisely. She chooses to purchase items according to quality, not name. Because how many of you know, sometimes the best quality items are not the ones with the designer name on them. A responsible and good woman and mother does not brag about how much she paid for something. No, she brags about how much she saved. A good and godly woman is industrious, conscientious, zealous, and purpose-driven. A virtuous woman despises idleness. A virtuous woman does not grumble while completing her task. A virtuous woman makes a house a home as she creates an inviting atmosphere of warmth and love for her family and guests. A good woman uses hospitality to exalt godliness to those who cross the threshold of her home. 
A godly woman spends her time on that which is good. She doesn't spend time dwelling on things that do not please God. And last but not least, a good woman and mother is creative and embraces and is just as diligent on working on her inner beauty as she is on her external beauty. A virtuous woman is of worth and exudes complete beauty. She has an inner beauty that only comes from Christ. As loving as mothers are, we are not perfect. We don't always follow God's plan. We stumble and yes, we make mistakes. But as I wish every mother and every nurturing woman a happy Mother's Day today, I say to each of you, keep pushing, keep embracing, keep upgrading, and keep aligning your actions and reactions with the voice, heart, and mind of God. Persistence, not perfection, is what God is seeking from us. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we give honor to you today. We give you praise. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our mothers. We thank you for entrusting us to be mothers. Lord, as we come before your throne, we ask that you strengthen us, keep us, guide us, and direct us. Lord, we thank you for your manual. Hearken our hearts as we embrace your directions and your instructions. Lord, we know parenting is not easy and it's not an ending task. But you never promised us that any aspect of our lives would be easy. What you did promise us is that you would never leave us. Lord, we ask that you look upon each of our imperfect selves and restore us. Reboot and upgrade our minds, our hearts, and our actions and our reactions. We acknowledge you as King of Kings and creator of all things. We know you, no one or nothing to be better, to be looked to. We give you honor and praise. Amen and amen. To God be the glory. Thank you all for tuning in today to give or to join Bible Deliverance. Or if you're looking for someone to partner with you in prayer, please go to our website at www.bibledeliverance.org to start either or all of these pursuits. Bible Deliverance stands on the Word of God, acknowledging that grass withers and flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Have a blessed and anointed day.